I can see that I startled some of you. Shouldn't be all that surprising. We are 15 minutes late, as usual. But that's okay. Uh, let's go ahead and get our services started. If you guys would stand, I would like you to stand and deliver this line. It says, Great is your faithfulness, O God. <laughs> Great is your faithfulness, oh, no, O God. That was, that was terrible. That was, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even believe that. All right, let's try that again. Great is your faithfulness, O God. Great is your faithfulness, O God. All right, that's a little better. Let's sing this morning. <laughs> Let's sing. Great is your faithfulness, O God. You wrestle with the sinner's heart. You lead us by still waters and to mercy. And nothing can keep us apart. So remember your people, remember your children, remember your promise, oh God. Cause your grace is enough, your grace is enough, your grace is enough for me. Great is your love and justice, God. You use the weak to lead the strong. You lead us in the song of your salvation. And all your people sing along. So remember your people, remember your children, remember your promise, oh God. Your grace is enough, your grace is enough, your grace is enough for me. Your grace is enough, your grace is enough, your grace is enough for me. So remember your people, remember your children, remember your promise, oh God. Your grace is enough, your grace is enough, your grace is enough for me. Your grace is enough, heaven reaching down to us. Your grace is enough for me. God, I see that your grace is enough, and I'm covered in 
God the glory. Hallelujah. It's good seeing everybody this morning. I praise the Lord for each one of you. Uh, as you see, my row is empty up here. My family stayed at the coast rather than come hear me preach again today. We're going to have to talk to them people about that. Uh, but actually, we do have quite a few folks that are out traveling, so continue this summer to lift people up in prayer as they are traveling here and there. And, and remember to pray for one another as well. Amen. But it's good seeing everybody that's here today. It's a beautiful day outside. I know we're getting a little bit of a late start. I kept our Sunday school class a little late, and then we were just talking and such. But we're here this morning, and we're just going to worship the Lord. Amen? Amen. Let's go to Him in prayer. Father God, I thank You that we can come to You right now humbly knowing that You are God and that Your grace is enough. That because of You, we can function, we can go through life, we can do what we need to do because You are God. Lord of lords, King of kings. And I just pray this morning, Lord, If there's someone here today that has not surrendered their heart unto you, that this would be the day that they would choose life over death. That this would be the day they choose to surrender all they are to your Lordship. God, I thank you that we can sit back and sing praises unto you and you can sit in glory and look down and know that we are your children. That you would tell others that those are my children down there in Sutherland Springs. God, may your will be done here this day as we worship you. It's in Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. It's good seeing everybody this morning. Walk around a second. Stick your hand out. Shake somebody's hand. Give them a hug. But let them know that it's good to be in God's house and His Spirit reigns. Got that old-time religion, got that old-time religion. That is why, that is why I'm satisfied. You ask if I'm happy. If I have peace within, if I'm worried about tomorrow, when I reach my journey's end, when I'm satisfied with my Jesus, when he knocked, I let him go, to go with me through the valley, for I know is my friend satisfied satisfied no troubles will ever bring me down 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 when my eyes are closed in bed with my Jesus I'll be at rest then you'll know I'm satisfied got that old time religion got that old time religion that is why I'm satisfied if my friends, they all forsake me, and they turn me from their door. If they sow no seeds of kindness, or make the thorns in my path grow, it won't matter, oh, yonder, when I reach that other side, I'm going to sit down. By my Savior, satisfied, 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 satisfied. No troubles could ever bring me down, down, down. When my eyes are closed in bed with my Jesus, I'll be at rest. Then you'll know I'm satisfied, satisfied, 
satisfied. No troubles can ever bring me down, down, down. When my eyes are closed in bed with my Jesus, I'll be at rest. And you'll know I'm satisfied. If you're satisfied with the Lord this morning, say amen. Okay, nobody's satisfied. Is my mic on? If you're satisfied with God this morning, say amen. Hallelujah. They're just a two-time crew out there today. today. Hallelujah. Well, it's good seeing everybody this morning, as I said. As far as announcements goes, uh, really, we have nothing coming up right now. We're getting ready for the new school year. we got our swim party be coming up here soon at Floresville Pool. Uh, what I would encourage you to do is to, to look up and just trust the Lord throughout your week, and, and we'll pull this summer together. The, the one thing I would like to point out is, uh, as I've shown and said before, we don't pass a plate in this church. The, the tithing is between you and the Lord. Uh, we have the, worst, the tithing and prayer columns front and back. And then also, too, what has been added to the, the repertoire there. John, if you go to the website, uh, not the YouTube channel, but to the website itself, there's an actual way for you to PayPal your tithing through that now as well. If you're into the IT computer Stuff And there's people utilizing that, so praise the Lord for that. So if you're more wanting to do it that way, you, you can do that from the website now also. So I think that I don't have any other announcements this morning other than just to make sure you continue to pray over our prayer lists. Ryan, you got our scripture reading this morning? I think. I know you do. If worst comes to worst, just do all of them. No. Did you want to preach? <laughs> yeah, right. I want the Lord to do what he wants to do. Father God, I just lift up my brother to you. And this God, I thank you for his willingness to come and open with us this morning. And whatever you've laid on his heart to share, may we, you, may we hear you through him. Bless his, his grandbabies that are all here and Carla and himself. And just, just be with his family. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, brother. I had three scriptures that, that I was really looking at. Um, and I couldn't decide. Which, which one to do. I thought about, um, I don't remember the address of it, but the one where uh, Jesus, or, or God doesn't look at the outside like we do, he looks at the inside, so there's that, okay? <laughs> I'll cover that one. Then I was thinking about reading the next chapter of Acts that we're going over because it's so exciting, and I was going to give you guys that didn't that, that weren't at Sunday school with us, I was going to give you the opportunity to get some of the excitement about what we're uh, reading through in Sunday school. So I'm just going to say you got to be there to, to get it. <laughs> I'm going to read out of Isaiah. This sounds like something that Paul might have said in the book of Acts, but I'm going to read it out of the book of Isaiah. I'm going to read Isaiah 53 here, part of Isaiah 53 says, who has believed uh, what we have heard? And who has the arm of the Lord been revealed to? He grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He didn't have an impressive form or majesty that we should look at him, no appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of suffering, who knew what sickness was. He was like someone people turned away from. He was despised 
and we didn't value him. Yet he himself bore our sickness, and he carried our pains. But we in turn regarded him stricken, struck down by God, and afflicted. But he was pierced because of our transgressions, crushed uh, because of our iniquities, punished for our peace was on him, and we are healed by his wounds. We all went astray like sheep. We have turned to our own way, and the Lord has punished him for the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth like a lamb led to slaughter and like a sheep silent before the shearers. He did not open his mouth. He was taken away because of oppression and judgment and, uh, and who considered his fate. He was cut off from the land of the living. He was struck because of my people's rebellion. It goes on and on here. Who's this talking about? Y'all can talk now. You can't talk when Brother Frank's up here, but you can talk while I'm up here. Who, who's this talking about? Jesus. Amen. Well, now, this sounds like something Paul would have said, but tell you how cool God is. This is Isaiah. This was written 700 years before Jesus came. And it's spoken as past tense because it's something that God had put out to happen for us, out of his love to us, his perfect arrangement for us. <laughs> and it was told 700 years before it happened. And it happened exactly like it was written. So just know this. God has a perfect plan for us. He has a way for us. Even though we're imperfect, even though we fall short, of his design for us, uh, fall short. Uh, we miss out on all kinds of blessings because we we don't pay attention to God. But he pays attention to us. Sorry, brother. He pays attention to us 700 years before we, no more than 700 years, an infinity before we're here even. He's paid attention to us and he loves us that much. And he loves you that much. He loves all of us that much. Uh, get in his word, man. Study his word. Um, if you can't do it for Sunday school, that's a wonderful time in there. The fellowship we all have, uh, opening up the word. We, we're just reading through the book of Acts now. We're going to go back and study it. But uh, about half the time we're reading through it, and about half the time we're talking about it. <laughs> Even though we're just reading through it, it'll get a lot better even when we go through it in detail. That's how much God loves us. He gets that, he, He's had all of that stuff written down. His Holy Spirit has uh, guided human authors to pin His Word down to where we can go through it and we can learn more about how perfect He is and how His design is and how much He loves us. So, don't neglect the fellowship and the study with the Holy Spirit through his word. And that's all I really had. <laughs> thank you. Father God, uh, thank you again for letting us come here. God, I praise you for, for the fellowship that we can have with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Even when we disagree on little details, God, uh, <laughs> we still have your love and we love each other through you, God. And, uh, 
I, I praise you for this praise team that's up here, Lord. Uh, and I, I pray that any worship that we do today will glorify you, God. Uh, that all of the worship that we do will glorify you. Guide every conversation, Lord. Guide us uh, as we receive your word from Brother Frank. And uh, have it um, address the point in our life that you would have it address, God. Thank you for your love again, and forgive us when we do fall short, because uh, we're all undeserving of it, Lord. We pray these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Well, all right. I think you know what's about to happen next. <laughs> we're not going to dance for you. I'm sorry. We're going to sing some songs, and I hope that these words uh, remind us that the singing of songs is, is not the biggest part of the worship, that the, the words of the song remind us that, you know, out in the world, that's when we worship. That's when we show God that that's what we're all about, right? The singing of the songs is the easy part. It's the, uh, the acting of the words in your heart and doing something about it when we're out and about in the world. That's what worship is all about. But let's sing this morning to remind us of those things. We're going to sing Our God is Greater. Uh, the words will be up on the screen for you. Water, you turn into wine. You open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. None like you and into the darkness you shine And out of the ashes we rise There's no one like you None like you And our God is greater Our God is stronger God, you are higher than any our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. Our God is greater, our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. Into the darkness you shine And out of the ashes we rise There's no one like you None like you And our God is greater Our God is stronger God, you are higher than any other Our God is healer Awesome in power, our God, our God. And our God is greater, our God is stronger. God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. And if our God is for us, who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, 
what can stand against and if our God is for us and who could ever stop us and if our God is with us then what could stand against then what could stand against and our God is greater our God is stronger, God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, our God. Our God is greater, our God is stronger, God, you are higher than any other. Our God is healer, awesome in power, our God. God, if I got us for us, who could ever stop us? If I got us with us, what could stand against? And if I got us for us, who could ever stop us? If I got us with us, what could stand against? Then what could stand against? Blessing and honor, strength and 
glory and power be to you, the only wise King. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. With all creation I sing praise to the King of kings. You are my everything, and I will adore you. Filled with wonder, awestruck wonder. At the mention of your name Jesus, your name is power Breath and living water Such a marvelous mystery And holy, holy, holy Is the Lord God Almighty was and is and is to come. With all creation I sing praise to the King of kings. You are my everything and I will adore you. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty was and is and is to come. With all creation I sing praise to the King of kings. You are my everything and I will adore you.
faithfulness none can deny through the storm and through the fire there is truth that sets me free jesus christ who lives in me Cause you are stronger you are stronger sin is broken you have saved me it is written christ is risen jesus you are lord No beginning and no end. You're my hope and my defense. You came to see and save the lost. You paid it all upon the cross. Cause you are stronger. You are stronger, sin is broken, you have saved me, it is written, Christ is risen, Jesus you are Lord of all. So let your name be lifted higher be lifted higher be lifted higher let your name be lifted higher be lifted higher be lifted higher let your name be lifted higher be lifted higher be lifted higher let your name be lifted higher, be lifted higher, be lifted higher. You are stronger, you are stronger, sin is broken, you have saved me. It is written, Christ is risen, Jesus you our Lord of all, cause you are stronger, you are stronger, sin is broken, you have saved me, it is written, Christ is risen, Jesus you are Lord of And I praise you this morning for who you are in Jesus' name. Amen. Give God the glory this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know how you can sing that song if you don't believe it. And if you do believe it, that song has a lot of good meaning in it. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, one of the great things when I come up to preach on Sunday morning since I messed up my knees, it's kind of neat. Once I get going, I forget all about my knees. I can set this up here and somehow they don't bother me anymore. God is good. God is good. All the time. Absolutely, brother. 
you have your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn to a very familiar passage of Scripture. Turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. And as I share with you this morning, I've, I've said this before in the past, whenever the Lord lays a message on my heart to share with you guys, it's because He's already preached it at me, to me, or again, repeating Himself to me at times. And this is uh, kind of like that this morning. The Lord spoke to me rather clearly this past week, and I felt as though I was supposed to share that this morning. But Wednesday afternoon, I was, I was out working in, the, in, our, in my yard with my grandson, actually, and it was an incredibly hot gust of wind came through there. I mean, it was, a, it was an incredible hot gust of wind. It felt like it was going to knock me over almost. Well, as I, as I was proverbially pulling myself up off the ground, I was just thinking how incredibly hot that wind was. I noticed at that point, I've kind of noticed before, but it really dawned on me that it wasn't just the weather that was so hot. It wasn't just the weather that had changed. I was looking at my, my surroundings had changed also. And we were putting in this, this watering system because the, the, the flowers just weren't bright and beautiful anymore. The flowers around my mailbox are all withered and, and just about dead from this sun. The heat and, and lack of water, if you will. And I got to looking at the shrubs, the bushes, and the bushes... Were, that were nice and thick and green are getting dry and brittle and, 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 and withering up, if you will, turning barren. And I thought to myself that, that when that breeze hit me like that, summer is full on. When the wind hits you and the wind's even intolerable, it was so hot, I was thinking, okay, there's no denying the fact that season, that summer is here. And if I did not hurry and and, and supply that life-giving water to my grass, to my shrubs, to my flowers, things of that nature, everything was going to die. The, the season had changed, and it needed, my, the things around me needs water. Well, as I gazed at the, the changes in the nature, if you will, all, all around me, the Holy Spirit kind of impressed on my heart that it's not only those things that go into a new season. That we as, as people, it's not just the natural world, there's a new season in our spirit as well. That we, as we grow older, we go from season to season. I looked up the word, the definition of season, and season doesn't mean just a change in the weather. A season, the actual definition is an appropriate time. That's the definition of season. It's an appropriate time. And I would share with you this morning that every one of us, wherever we're at in our walk in life right now, it is an appropriate time. It is the season in which we find ourselves. And many of us may find ourselves in different seasons. Some may be in the spring of their life, the summer of their life, the fall of their life. And some of us may even be in the winter of our life. Perhaps you're the, the, the young mother with all the, the children out there and you're, you're, you just can't wait till they grow up and you can go and finish your education. Or maybe you're, you just started a job and you're, you're thinking, okay, I can't wait to, to, to be the president of this corporation or this career or the top of the field and whatever it is. Or maybe you're in your later years and, and the children are all gone and you haven't quite figured out what you're going to do with yourself right now. Whatever season it is that you find yourself in, no matter what that season may be in your life, what I would share with you this morning is that it's still the appropriate time. That God is still just as, as strongly influencing and working in your life today as he will be later and as he has been previously. Whatever season you're in, we should not be struggling trying to live back where we can't go any longer. We shouldn't be wanting and, and, and wishing for the past. 
take hold of the season in which we stand. God wants us to walk in our season that we are currently experiencing and learn the lessons of this season so that we can not only be blessed during this season, but we can then share those lessons with those that are coming behind us, or maybe even those others. But with this generation, we should be learning the lessons and and going through the trials and doing the things God called us to do now in the season we are. Not wishing for the past, but where am I, Lord, and what would you have me to do today? You see, when we live in the season in which he's placed us, when we live in the season of life, when we accept, if you will, this is the way it is, when we accept that this is my body, this is my life, that God is still in control, that guarantees we're going to receive the maximum blessings and benefits that he has in store for us because we're not going to keep fighting him trying to get something that's long gone. We're going to say, Lord, what would you have for me to do today? Now, you may be asking yourself, well, well Pastor, how can I do that? How, how can I get the most out of the season of life in which I am at right now? The first thing I would share with you and say to you about that is that you must walk by faith and not by sight. If we are truly going to be what God has called us to be, if we are truly going to exercise the gifts that God has given us, if we are truly going to step out and enjoy the blessings that God's got in store for us, then we need to quit worrying about what we look like. We need to quit worrying about what we think we can or cannot do. We need to quit worrying about what this world is and what the world can or cannot do and look to God in faith and say, God, what would you have me to do? And then it may seem impossible to the world, but if you walk by faith and not by sight, you will see and experience the incredible workings that Christ has to do in your life. But we have to, it, that the, it's easier to say than do. But that's what we need to do. We need to put our mind around that, that we need to walk by faith. In any season of life that you're in, that's the ABCs. Before you, you, before you can learn to write, this is one of my big things, but I always wanted to write cursive. I remember as a kid just watching all the, the I remember ever since I saw the Declaration of Independence and I saw John Hancock at the bottom, I said, ooh, I want to write like that. And I still remember going to school and, and, and trying to learn how to write. Now, I, I remember being so angry with my teacher because she kept making me print letters over and over and over till I mastered. She wanted me to print these letters. And, and I'd go home with my big chief tablet, which I guess they don't have those anymore. And I'd write my letters over and over and over. And I'd be, I was so angry. I didn't understand that she was really teaching me how to hold my pencil. She was teaching me how to steady my paper and steady my hand. She was preparing me to learn how to write cursive. I didn't see what, 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 where she was going. I had no faith in her ability as a teacher and what she was doing. I just wanted to write cursive. I wanted to skip all this other stuff. But in reality, if I'd put my faith in her, she would have taught me how to write that much better. It's the same thing in our lives. I think so many times we want to be, all of a sudden we want to be Elijah. We want to be, we want to be this top man on the apostle stick. When in reality, that you have to go through the phases, you have to go through the trials, you have to go through the seasons of life to glean and gain the wisdom that God has in store for you. But the only way you're going to do that is to trust in Him by faith and not by sight and walk through those trials and those tribulations holding His hand, letting Him fill you with His grace and then accomplishing those tasks, not of self, not of the world, not of the media. I accomplished, you can get on the other side and say, I accomplished these acts by the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ who strengthens me. It's then, it's then that you can accept who and what we are. In Hebrews chapter 11, notice in verse 1. As I said, a very 
popular scripture, but let, let's look at it. Now, faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. For by it, our ancestors were approved. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen has been made from the things that are not visible. Now, go back to the verse one again. Now, faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. In other words, faith is trusting God before you see the manifestations of His, of his work, before you, you, you see the thing that you've been hoping for come together, before you have the, the ends in sight. Faith is trusting God in the midst of the situation. I would ask you this morning, I pray that it's not just I asking you, but you would ask yourself this on a daily basis. Where is our faith today? In whom do we place our faith? In ourselves, in our own abilities, in the, in the presidency, in the pastor, um, in our mayor, in our wife, in our parents? Who do we put our faith in? Is God really our source? And I'm not talking about, is God a source? I'm asking, is God the source? Of our faith? Is he the only source? Do you really believe by faith that God will do what he says he will do? That's a question we should ask ourselves. And you would say, well, Pastor, I know the answer. Yes. But I'm not talking about the, the, the answer that just automatically comes out of the, 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 the tape deck in your head. Again, I'm aging myself. The CD that's running in there. Actually, that's old now. So I guess it's something else by now. MP3 or something. I don't know. But whatever it is, that, that, that indoctrinated answer automatically says, oh yeah, it's God. But is it really? Do we truly walk by faith in the, in the phase that I am? You see, I, I think that I can be an absolute witness. I, I rejoice now. I do, oftentimes. I rejoice now knowing. Knowing that, that what God has planned for me is going to come to pass. I can't tell you how it's going to come to pass. I just rejoice in knowing on a daily basis that my God has plans for me. My God has plans for my children. My God has plans for this life. And because I know he has these plans for me, I'm not sure how I'm going to get through these or do that. But because I know that he's going to bring it to pass the way he said, he said, I came so that you may have life and have it more abundantly. When I start getting to the doldrums, when I start getting the old poor me's, I stop and remember, I don't have to live here. When I get to depressed, when my kids do something, or, or, or maybe our government, or something happens around me, and, and I see everybody's de- depression starting to pile, and I see, I see families breaking apart. I, I, you know, as a pastor, I tell you, it's hard when I have to hold babies because their parents are being not intelligent. And I, it's, it, sometimes I can get into the doldrums there. But then I stop. And I remember, I don't walk by sight. I don't walk by what I can feel and see. I walk by faith. And because I choose to walk by faith and not by sight, I know my God has great and mighty things in store for me. I know he's got great and mighty things in store for the church. I know he's got great and mighty things in store for his people because we choose not to walk by what I can see, feel, and touch, but because I choose to go with the promises that my God has given me. I choose to walk by faith. As I said, I may not know how he does it, but I can say and I know and I believe that his promises are true. They're going to come to pass. The other thing I would say, not only do you need to walk by faith and not by sight, but you need to understand God wants to water you. 
He wants to anoint you with fresh oil for the harvest. Just like the, this, this past week when I saw the, the flowers around my mailbox are just so withered and, and they look horribly pathetic. My first thought was those poor things, they need water. Now, I'm not hugging trees or anything, but, you know, I'm thinking those poor things, those things need water. They're dying because they're of lack of water. I see God and I think of God. God looks at us, guys, and he wants to anoint us. We should not be looking down sadly in our autumn years. We should not be dragging our feet because the doctor says we have some medical condition. We not, shouldn't have to worry because, well, the doctor says, well, you're going to have to have this colostomy bag, or you're going to have to have uh, 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 this insulin pump, or you're going to have to have uh, this, this, this liver transplant or this heart transplant, or you've got this disease. We shouldn't look down and say, oh, poor me. We should look up and say, God, I, not, I don't fully understand what's happening here, but I do know that you want to anoint me. I do know that you want to use me. I know that as long as there's breath in my body and I know that the Holy Spirit that lives within me wants to share with others, then I know that you have a path made for me. We shouldn't look down sadly. We should look up and say, thank you, Jesus, for whatever it is. God is looking throughout the earth, folks, to find somebody who will allow his power to be released through them. We, we, we tend to put these, these, bridges, these walls up we say, oh yeah, we believe Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, but because of this, I can't, be wit- I can't be used as a witness anymore. I can't go out and share because of this. I can't do this and I can't do that. Folks, let me tell you this morning that when you walk by faith and not by sight, God can use you to do miraculous things. We shared in Sunday school this morning in the book of Acts, Peter goes to, so- to someone who's been dead for four days and says, Tabitha, get up. And she arises. She's not dead anymore. Now, I would say today, it would be impossible for a dead, dead person to come to life. Unless I walk by faith and not by sight. And my God said for her to get up, she's going to get up. It's real easy to walk by sight. It's hard to walk by faith. But when I walk by faith, I know that my God wants to anoint me. And the great thing is when he anoints me, he's going to anoint others. He wants to find people that he can operate through. He wants to anoint us and use us. David wrote in Psalms 92.10, if you remember, he's getting older here. And yet, what does he write? He says, I have been anointed with fresh oil. He's not saying, I'm still running under that old oil. They never, God never changed my oil. No, in Psalms 92.10, he says, I have been anointed with fresh oil. Now, in the Old Testament, it was, a, it was an actual holy anointing oil, and and there's three words there. There was the, the, the nushak, which meant to rub, suk, which meant to pour on, and, and balal, B-A-L-A-L, balal, which means to, to overflow. But still, when he uses those words, he's talking about the Holy Spirit. He's talking about the, the anointing of God coming in them and moving through them and moving on them. That's how they, those are the words they use to describe how God applies the Holy Spirit to us. God rubs that oil on us. David said he, he was covered with fresh oil. In fact, David said, he anointed my head with oil and my cup is running over. Folks, when we accept the, part, the season of life that we are in and we walk by faith and not by sight and know that he wants to anoint us, then our cup is going to run over. God wants to fill us. He wants to anoint us. He wants us to be filled up so much that we become broken and poured out to others. And that word pouring out implies that we can release that anointing. In other words, when I walk the way God tells me to walk, in the accepted the season that I am in, and say, Father, here I am. I walk by faith, not by sight. I know you want to anoint me. If 
Guys, I promise you that the Holy Spirit of God is going to fill you to the point that when you go places, other people are going to know that you've been with Jesus Christ. They're going to say, man, there's something different about you. There's something going on. What's going on? Well, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about where my joy comes from. Well, you're in a hospital or you're sick or you have this. You should, why are you so joyful? Because let me tell you about my Jesus. Yes, I can't tell you why I'm in the position I may be in right now, but what I can tell you is that my God's still here and just as strong today. And he wants to fill me up anointed with the anointing till I am overflowing and ready to bring in the harvest. It's kind of like a, you remember Ezekiel's vision? He's standing before the throne room of God, before the throne of God, and it says the water is flowing like a river from God's throne. And at first it's ankle deep, then it's knee deep, then it's waist deep. Finally, it's above his head. And when it's above his head, Ezekiel says he looks out and he says it's full of fish. In other words, he sees a great harvest everywhere. Folks, when you are anointed and it's just at your feet, you're getting through. When it gets to your knees, you're getting happy. When you get to your waist, you're starting to dance a little bit. And yes, I said that in a Baptist church. But when it gets over your head, you're going to see the harvest. And you're going to say, praise God. It doesn't matter that I'm old or that I'm broken or that I'm young and unlearned. It matters that I trust by faith that my God will anoint me and use me to share the gospel. And when we do that, when we share that, when we are filled with that anointing, it doesn't matter whether you're on the coast or whether you're in this church or whether you're at work, the anointing of God's going to flow forth. And His Spirit is going to go and show Himself through, through you to others. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the New Testament, we learn that, that that anointing is the Spirit of God. And that Spirit of God goes forth from you when you accept where you're at and say, God, here I am. Every one of us in this room that's accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I, share with, I, I promise you that God wants to demonstrate His power. He wants to demonstrate His grace to this generation through you, through me. He wants us in the season we're at. He wants us to, to learn the lessons and the experiences through the seasons of our life so that we can bless others, so that we can share with others and anoint them with the life-giving flow of, of G- Jesus Christ. We can tell others, yes, I know where you're at. Yes, I've been there. I know what you're going through. I know the pain. I know the trials. I understand the medical condition. I understand the financial condition. I understand the relational issues. I understand the... The, the, the issues with your parents or your this or that. Yes, I've been there. I can share these things with you because my Christ brought me through them. You may have endured trials and, and, and tests, but when you endeavor to stand still and, and, and let God deliver you, when you endeavor not to, to pursue the ways of the world, but say, God, here I am, He will use those things in your later years to bless others that are coming behind you. People say, well, why did, why, if there's a God... Why would I go through the things that I've gone through? Why would I have to, 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 to have this pain and have this hurt right now? I can't explain all the details, but what I can say is you keep walking by faith and not by sight, and one day God's going to put you in a position where you're going to be filled up with the anointing and the Holy Spirit, and it's going to overflow to another young person or another couple or another individual that's going through the same trial. And as they are struggling to swim, you're going to be on that life raft of Christ, and you're going to be able to stick your hand out, and you're going to lock forearm to forearm, and you're going to have your hand locked to Jesus. And before you know it, that person's pulled out of that trial. And when you age out and go on, you know who's going to be left behind to do it for the next person, that one you let the Holy Spirit anoint through you. But to do these things, we have to be, we have to be, we have to accept where we're at. 
by standing. We, we, we are in, the, the anointing is poured out on us, I believe, in, in, our, in a huge portion in our life. As David said, till we are heaped up and overflowing. Till we can't contain it any longer, as Paul said. He said, like a wine press, I'm just pressed down, heaped up, overflowing. The Spirit of God's going to go everywhere as He manifests His presence in our life. Now, I have been through a, a lot of life-changing experiences. I, I, in, in my life, I've watched those I love. I've watched you guys. I've watched others that have gone on to be with the Lord go through some life-changing experiences. And I can say with all my heart, now I still make mistakes. I still do silly things. And sometimes I'll still get into the doldrums and I have to stop and remind myself. But I can promise you with all that I am, I have learned that the best way out and the best way through is just to trust Jesus Christ. Even when your heart may say, shake your fist at, or not your heart, but when that, that, that evil spirit's on your shoulder whispering in your ear, shake your fist at God, denying. Nope, I've learned the best thing to do is I may be hurt. I may have tears. I may be broken. I may not understand. But I've learned the best way through is just trust God in the season that I am. You know, this past week, I, I was working in the yard, and, and, and I, was, I had my grandson filling in this, this ditch for me, I fully realized just how much and how fully my, my life must change because of my bad knees. There's just things I'm not going to be able to do anymore. There's, you know, I just, it finally, the realization finally hit me. You know, I took him to ZDTs. I can't do the water slides. I can't do the stairs. I can't, you know, it finally hit me. There's just a lot. My life's got to change. You know, that, that's okay. Now, I'm not whining at all about it. What I stopped and realized was, God just gave me another ability to minister to someone else. Might be in an orthopedic office. It might be somebody else that comes along that, that can't do this or can't do that. I can stop and say, now, you know what, brother? I know how your legs feel. I know what you cannot do. But let me tell you, my God's still bigger. My God can still use you. My God still wants to use you. My God wants to, to work through a stronger anointing through this experience. Folks, I can share with you this morning that, yes, you know, I, I learned there's things I cannot do anymore, but at the same time, God hit me with, but look at all the opportunities to share the gospel in places you wouldn't have went before. When I had the kids at ZDTs, I'm sitting under this awning with all the, well, they were mostly older people, but I'm sitting under the awning as the kids are playing, and we're talking Jesus under that awning. And I'm thinking, praise God. If I didn't have these knees, I'd be out there on those water slides with those kids. But instead, I'm able to sit up here, watch them have fun, take pictures of them having fun, and share Jesus Christ right here. God opens doors when we accept the season of life that we are in. I don't know about you. I, I, I'm excited about this new season, this new experience in my life. I'm excited to see, God, what are you going to do? I, yes, I realize I need to slow down and I'm going to have to enjoy things more. But I also realize that I'm going to be able to bless others in another way. I also realize that God's going to use me in a different way. And God's going to use you in whatever season of life that you're in. If you just stop and walk by faith and not by sight. Sure, I hear the, 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 the wind of my autumn, if you will. But I also know it's the wind of the Holy Spirit moving within me. Telling me, hey, let's go over here and speak. Let's, let, let, let's witness to this individual over here. Let's take this, this Holy Spirit and let it become a new season for everybody just to be anointed and let the Spirit of God flow. I'm not sure what to expect. I'm not sure exactly where He's going to put me, 
but I do know I have the strength to go forward and walk into this experience, into this new season with God, because I choose to walk by faith, not by sight, and I choose to understand and know that I'm going to be anointed by the Lord. If we really want to anoint others, if we really want to share the gospel message, guys, then that's what we need to do. Walk by faith, not by sight, and be anointed by the Holy Spirit. To the point that we're filled up, overflowing, and touching others. We put in that sprinkler system, and at the end of the day, when we fired it up, and, and Lee watched the water, he was all excited, and I was excited, and I'm thinking, man, look at that water. That was Wednesday. Yesterday, when, when I got back from, then I went down to the coast Friday with Sherry. She's still down there, but when I came home yesterday, all that grass, all the, in just three days, by that one anointing of water, is thick and tall and needs to be mowed. If that grass can grow that fast with just the anointing of water, how much more will we grow when we let the anointing of God flow through us to others? How much will we grow as that anointing comes upon us? And if we overflow and flow into the neighbor's yard, I was thinking about that. I'm watering two neighbor's yards as well as those things go around. You know what? Their grass is going to get thicker too. And when our Holy Spirit anointing flows over on others, their spiritual grass is going to get thicker also. But it's not going to happen unless we accept the life we're in and say, God, here I am. Send me. I walk by faith, not by sight, knowing you want to pour your anointing on me. Here I am, Lord. Send me. Where are you this morning? Can you say that God is your source of power? Can you say that God is your source of energy? Can you and will you say that, yes, I truly do choose to give up walking by my own power and I choose to walk by faith, not by sight? Because if you do, if you quit chasing yesterday, don't get me wrong, I, I like the old cars and the, and the westerns myself. But you know what? I live in a day which is today and God wants to use me today and tomorrow. I need to accept where I am say, God, here I am. Where are you this morning? It's hard to walk by faith and not by sight, but God chooses you. He chooses me. Are you ready? Are you willing? Are you ready to get quit crying and complaining about what that doctor said? And say, God, how are you going to use this? Are you ready to quit worrying about your bills and say, God, how are you going to use me financially? Wouldn't it be great? Every time someone called you and say, man, you know what, isn't it a great day? And they'll say, but you're sick, you're hurt, you're broke, you're this, you're that. Yeah, but Jesus is still on the throne. As long as Christ is on the throne, which is always, it's a great day. Where are you this morning? I want us all to stand. I'm going to pray for us. I pray this morning. That you will make the decision to walk by faith and not by sight. That you will accept the period of your life, the season that you are going through. It's an appropriate time. You may say, but you don't understand. I just lost my parents. I just lost a loved one. I just got that doctor's note. I just lost my job. I'm hungry. We can work on those things. and We, we may not understand them all. But accept this as the appropriate time for it to happen in your life and that God wants to anoint you and you can walk by faith and not by sight.
have you ever been driving and all of a sudden you kind of snap to and it's like, man, I don't remember the last several miles. Or maybe that's just me. If it is, stay out of my way. <laughs> I know I have, and I was like, whoa. You know, just out of autopilot, I knew where I was going, I guess. And my mind went off on a sermon or on something else. I think that when we walk by faith, not by sight, we'll walk past a lot of the ugly in the world because we're just trusting Christ to pull us right through. Wouldn't it be great if we all did that? I want to lead some word of prayer. Father God, I just come before you right now and just ask in the name of Jesus that if you, if there's someone here today that needs to understand this better, if there's someone here today that you are speaking to, that they will grab a hold of your word and understand that it's about you. That our bodies may ache and our bodies may hurt. We're going through a phase in our life we may not understand. But if we'll just trust you, you'll pull us through. If there's someone here today that has never accepted you, Lord, they don't know what time it is yet. May this be the day they hear your voice over all others. May your will be done, Father. And may a soul be saved if they're not already. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we sing this morning, and, and remember this, sing just because it's time to sing. Actually, it's the season. It's the appropriate time, I guess. <laughs> But we're singing just to give you this opportunity. You can pray right where you're at. You can come to this altar. I'll pray with you. But if God's speaking to you, if he's telling you that, that he understands this is a hard thing for you to accept this time in your life, these things that people have done to you, whatever it is, will you let him wrap you in his arms now and just trust him by faith that though you may not can see a way out, will you just trust him by faith to fall in his arms and know he has what's best for you today. That's the choice you're making as we sing this morning. Now, if, God's, if you say, I'm there, everything's great, then sing with your heart. Say, thank you, Jesus. And sing out to him today as we sing, guys. Living below in this old sinful world Hardly a comfort can 